Hello roadies to the second season premiere of Roadside Warriors. I am Hunter Cates. I'm still Pat Cullinan. And I'm Gary O'Mealy. And today we are going to slither on down to South Central Oklahoma for the Apache Rattlesnake Festival as well as the Geronimo Burial Site. So I'm pretty excited about this guys. This is uh this is we are starting strong. Yeah, this is definitely a good one. I, I'm looking forward to a eating snake to which they serve at this <laughs> festival. Um, B figuring out how this hunting thing works, like what I actually yeah. have to do. Do I have to put my hands on the snake? Because yes, I'm they, not sure I'm into it. But. Yes, folks, that's part of this journey is we will not just be uh, looking at snake uh, paraphernalia. We will be hunting snakes. So maybe this is our final episode. If, if you even they, know this, it is it is rattlesnakes. Yeah. So. Yeah, not not snakes to be messed around with. I assume they have hefty quantities of antivenom on site, or they've, you know, made this safe for people. But I like to think that it's still going to be dangerous. No, we are taking a blast of the past wherever. They're just going to have wild animals <laughs> everywhere. Gary, actually, what what were you saying they were going to do? Uh, what was I saying that they were going to do? With the um, safety, safety <laughs> they, they were going to do a safety video? Oh, oh yeah, uh, I was just kind of spitballing, but I kind of imagine, like, They'll do like a 30-minute safety presentation before the rattlesnake hunt, being like, okay, this is these are the do's and the don'ts. Uh, we're, we're only concerned about your safety, so just make sure you pay attention to this presentation and everything will go just fine. And then after the safety presentation's over, you're all geared up and ready to hunt rattlesnakes, and then you take five steps and get mauled by a bear. So yeah. that's kind of how I'm imagining that this is going to go. One can only hope. So I think as a group, we need to pledge that if one of us doesn't make it, we need to make sure this episode is posted. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I think that's definitely... I'm posting it no matter what. If one yeah. of you is done, we're, I, it, it, that's going to be the most listens we get. It, it'll yeah. be a snuff pot podcast. <laughs> we, now, I, I will say, I think you might be... Uh, you know, onto something with the fact that there's going to be some sort of safety thing, but I think that it's going to end up being far less than is actually necessary. Not adequate. I think it's going to be a situation where they're like, yeah, just don't touch them from the front. Whatever you do, stay <laughs> away from the fangs. <laughs> yeah. the, two okay, things, the two things at <laughs> the front, stay away from them. When you wrap them around your neck, just make sure you don't look them right in the eye. Yeah. Don't yeah. insult them. Don't look at them in the eye and don't insult yeah. the snakes. Yeah, don't, don't look them right in the eye or you'll turn to stone. Oh, wait, that's that's a uh, Medusa. Well, well that's uh, the snakes, man. Any, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's all in play. So um, join us as we shed our skin, get our rattle on, and slither on down to Apache, Oklahoma. So our agenda for the day, gentlemen, is we are going to do a little snake pop culture discussion, which seems appropriate. And then you all are going to do a little snake trivia. So I don't know if you all have been doing your snake research in preparation. I hope not, because... No. Okay, perfect. I not. So um, let's start there. Um, snake, what is, what is y'all's snake stories, if you have any? Because if you don't, it's going to be a long car ride. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Pat go first. I do have a snake story. It's just not very exciting. Yeah. I don't actually have one, like, of myself. I have one from my parents, actually. Six degrees of snake or two degrees of snake? Yeah, exactly. Um, they've told me a story about, like, being up at Grand Lake and fishing back towards the back of Drowning Creek. And, you know, they're just, you know, going along... 
big fucking rat run across the road. Oh my god, I've speaking never of... never seen that here. <laughs> this neighborhood has gone to hell, We folks. need snakes. Yeah, we the, need yeah, snakes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Ch- ch- change of plans. Uh, we are now uh, <laughs> no longer going out. to be hunting rattlesnakes. We're going to be hunting rats. We're going to chase that fucking rat down. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're fishing in the back of Drowning Creek on Grand Lake. And uh, I guess it was like spawning season for some of the snakes um and one kept like swimming up to their boat trying to like get in yeah you know getting kind of aggressive wanting to like protect whatever you know their nest or something was it a water moccasin i believe so but i don't know that for sure but i that's probably the story i've been told and i have no reason to doubt that yeah but also i feel like people miss you know name snakes all the time. Anytime there's a snake in the water, oh, that's a water moccasin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, particular around here. Yeah. But, that said, you know, aggressive snake kind of, you know, trying to get in their boat, and they kept, like, going down, and they kept trying to get in. Like, it was following them around. That's, you know? yeah, that's kind of scary. Um, being stalked by a snake. Yeah, and admittedly, like, I... I don't have much for uh, snake stories for myself. Like, I, you know, we go to a lot of national parks and stuff like that, and you go there and they have the signs up for, you know, watch out for rattlesnakes and stuff like that, and especially in the desert uh, parks. But I've never seen one. And, uh, well, you probably because you're going during the day when they're napping. Yeah, but, you know, I I keep my eyes peeled for, like, under rocks and stuff like that just Mm -hmm. to kind of. Keep my eyes just in open. case I can screw with the snake. No, I, I, I just want to take a picture or something yeah. like that. You know, never but, seen a snake, but been mauled by a bear several times. But to be honest, um, I think it was in Joshua Tree. We talked to somebody, and they were like, you know, oh yeah, nobody's ever been bitten, but we like to have those signs up just right. to keep pe- it keeps people on the path. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't they say that like honestly, the rattlesnakes in Joshua Tree or wherever it was are rare. Mm-hmm. But they like to have a ton of those signs up because it makes people, you know, want to be true to the path yeah, and not go fuck around in the, you know, parts that you don't want people walking around on. So and then yeah, conversely, it maybe encourages the idiots to get off the path. So it's it's a it's almost a social uh, social engineering experiment. Um, okay, Gary, I want to hear your not exciting snake story to determine how mine measures up. Okay, so this story, uh, I I feel like the least exciting story I could possibly tell is just, oh, I saw a snake once and that's it. So nice, uh, nice. This is is just going to be a slight step above that uh, in that I'm talking about someone I know saw a snake. And that's not the whole story. Uh, Oh, my God. Basically, basically my parents live uh, in Albaldi, and they live kind of right on the edge of a, a... basically the wilderness there's like a whole bunch of trees off behind their house so i feel like uh they they get a lot of snakes kind of just migrating in just to kind of say hello every now and then well my dad uh saw a snake in the backyard like a real big one and the the, the only fairly interesting part of the story is that he named the snake and called him fred and that's about it fred the snake and every now and then my uh my dad would text i I don't i don't like i think fred is no longer with us, God rest his soul, but uh, uh, every now and then my dad would text me that, oh, I saw Fred today, or Fred jumped up and scared me. Okay. Um, 
and and what was Fred? Did you say? Uh, I I don't know. Just some kind of snake. I never snake. saw a picture of it. <laughs> it was a snake. Well, he was he was like a, a giant worm or what something. What kind of snake was he? He was a big snake. He was a snake. You know, I now that I'm thinking about it, I do have one other uh, snake incident for myself. Um, another fishing story, actually. Um, fishing up at the lake again. We had one of those like metal baskets hanging in the water with some fish in it that we had caught. I don't remember if they were like fish that we had planned on keeping or if they were it was bait or something like that. But either way, we've got these fish. And so we pull the basket up to get get one of the fish out. And sure as shit there's a big fucking snake in there. Yeah. Like you know big snake. Yeah, because they can like you know get through those small holes on those uh baskets and ugh. free meal for him okay so your your shivering was going to lead to another question before i get to my snake story but this is a nice I, this i'm curious are either one of you snake phobic horribly really okay I, there i can deal with rodents i can deal with insects spiders Clearly, we whatever just saw a rat. whatever it is i don't really care Fucking snakes are the worst. Fascinating. So you're actually doing... You You might have... Like a... You might go into shock today. I mean... Nut up or shut up. I'll, I'll <laughs> do with it, but, you know, it's, uh, I admire that. So you are literally facing your fears today. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, because if, if either one of you asked me to get on something really tall today... You know, peek uh, over some heights, I wouldn't do uh, it. So. For the good of the show, man. Yeah. I'm doing it. That's pretty okay. What about you, Gary? You snake phobic? Uh, I mean, I, like I, I don't live every waking moment in fear of running into a snake. But if I saw a snake, I'd probably have a healthy amount of oh, uh, just in case this guy's poisonous. I, I should probably keep my distance. Yeah, just, I don't give a fuck if it's poisonous or not. Yeah, keep that thing the fuck away from me. Just a little, yeah, one of those little things that you can get in your yard sometimes. Yeah, yeah I don't want it. Interesting. I, to be honest, I, it's something about their like locomotion kind of thing. Like, it just creeps me the hell out. That's fair. The slithering with that, like, it's some sort of witchcraft that they're moving <laughs> at all. They don't have legs. Like, it's it's absolutely absurd. Are they even real? They're like birds. Are they even real? No. Uh, well, Plus, biblically, that right. serpent fucked some shit up and I'm not cool with it. He certainly did. Um, pretty much everything, everything Ron is a consequence of a snake. Yeah, exactly. So... Well, I am not snake-phobic. Maybe I should be. The only animals... Actually, I'm not really phobic about any animals, but I am phobic about heights. So, who knows? Different strokes for different folks. Actually, can I interject? Because I actually just remembered, I think, a pretty decent snake story. I certainly hope so, Gary. Well, actually, Hunter, this is actually something I think you ought to remember, too, because this happened on a field trip that we went on oh, uh, back in the middle school. I don't know if you remember. Maybe you will after I start talking about yeah. it. I literally just You wet this. your pants about <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. I'm acting like, oh, I don't care about snakes. Snakes are nothing to me. Hunter saw a worm that he thought was a snake and pissed his pants. Okay, so anyway, I can't remember what this uh, field trip was. I want to say it was like eighth grade. But we went on this field trip and... Uh, there was a snake handler, and he was—he actually had a snake in his hands, and he was kind of handling the snake and showing it to us. This is not a euphemism, by the way, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this middle-aged man had a snake in his hand at our middle school and asked Hunter to cut. <laughs> All right, boys, I'm going to show you this snake. It took Hunter, it took Hunter the next turn to play with it. <laughs> 
Okay, but anyway, he was telling us that the snake was very, very, very poisonous, and he had to be really careful. And then, not five seconds later, the snake bites him, and he's like, oh, no. And we're all standing there like, oh, shit, this guy's literally going to die right in front of us. And then he's basically like, just kidding, that snake wasn't poisonous. And I feel like that kind of ties into Hunter's question about whether I have a snake phobia. And I feel like I really should, because that incident really should have traumatized me a lot more than it ended up doing. Okay, well, here is, and this isn't something that I would stake my life on, but vipers are, they're the ones who, like a rattlesnake is a viper, they tend to be, uh, they tend to have toxins Some in their heads. Some sort of apex predator, perhaps? You might say, yes, and they have bee-shaped heads. So if a snake has kind of a uh, phallic-shaped head, uh, much like this guy <laughs> whenever I was a kid, <laughs> um, it's not going to be poisonous. Whereas if it has a V-shaped head, it is likely to be poisonous. And then here's a nice little mnemonic for you guys. Um, red and white, you'll be all right. Black and red, you'll be dead. So if you see a, a red snake, um, don't don't screw with them. So I may have just saved your lives, listeners. Or I may have screwed it up. And, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a white snake. I'm going to go ahead and touch it. You know, it is kind of weird. Like, snakes are one of those things where I feel like the people's reactions to them are wildly different. Correct. Like, much more so than really any other thing mm-hmm. I can think of. You have people that are... Well, spiders, but I get you. ...deathly afraid of snakes. And then you have other people that are like... Yo, I'm picking that fucking snake up. <laughs> or, or hell, like, even people that have them as pets. Yeah. Like, See, and I would, think, I would think nothing of having a snake as a pet. And particularly a python, that'd be, that's a pretty bad idea. Um, I mean, what's the fucking point, though? Like, <laughs> you know, with a cat or whatever, or a dog, like, you know, you have some form of companionship. What's a snake? They're like, what What does that do for I you? I would compare it to fish. Um there's there's companion there's companion uh, pets and then there's this is cool looking and then pet. there's conversation starters yeah exactly there's uh, wow this guy's a real I'm a snake freak unfortunately it's the only conversation that yeah. people can have I'm at a nice cocktail party and I clearly look like a snake guy I'm disheveled I'm not dressed appropriately I'm a snake hey hey I have a snake what you think of that big news story last week I have a snake yeah. Um, yeah, happens to me all the time. Um, okay, so my snake story, besides the one that Gary just brought up from my subconscious, and so now I'm, I'm kind of in a dark place right now, um, is I believe I was in middle school, something like that, and me, my brother, and my dad went to visit a friend in Arkansas, and we were inside watching some sporting event, probably basketball, because I think it was March, and anyway, we looked outside, my brother's outside, and he was... He was kind of jumping around. He would have been like nine or ten. He was jumping around like he was looking down on the ground at something, but we couldn't see what it was. And my dad thought, "What the, what, what the hell's he doing?" And then he kept on doing it, and knowing my brother, thought, "This isn't good, son. He's he's screwing with something." And lo and behold, we went outside, and my brother was screwing around with a rattlesnake. <laughs> or at least, or if it wasn't a rattlesnake, it certainly looked like a rattlesnake. Did it sound like a rattlesnake? I did, well, here's the thing: its head was it, was it had a rattle head, but it didn't have a rattle. So, if we have any knowledgeable snake listeners out there, if you can tell me what is a rattlesnake without a rattle, what that snake is? Is this the beginning of a joke? It's yeah, a rattlesnake it's, yeah, it's, without a rattle. Yeah, exactly. So, a priest and a rabbi and a rattlesnake. <laughs> so, anyway, but moral of the story is it was a poisonous snake 
So anyway, he was screwing around with the snake, and so my dad went out there and they killed it with, I think, a shovel or an axe or pickaxe, something like that. They killed the snake and cut in half, and then the upper half was still slipping around and you know nipping at us. Um, so those 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 little guys, they'll they'll put up a fight clearly. Because if you cut me in half, I, I mean that'd be the end of the story. But you cut a snake in half, and it's still. What's the old the thing that's always in westerns is that uh, he's just as dangerous dead as he is alive. I mean, you would know you're the one in the Stetson hat. Yeah. Folks, you can't, since this is a podcast, you can't tell. Pat is wearing a very uh, stylish Stetson right now to really fit in. Yeah, we, we, we really need to upgrade our technology so we can simulcast our uh, podcast on YouTube. We need, like, a camera in here. Yeah, exactly. We need to turn this into a video chat series. So... You would just, Pat, you describe yourself as super snake-phobic. How deep does this I, extend? I, you... I'm not going to say super. I don't like snakes. Yeah. I will avoid them at, you know, all costs. But I, I'm not With somebody... the exception of the day. Yeah, but, like, I'm not somebody that, like, watches a movie and a okay. snake turn, comes on and I have to turn it off. Like, yeah. I, like uh, that doesn't bother me. Because I can recognize, you know, real and not real. Well... But, like, I don't know. I just don't like them will really do everything I can to not uh, poke at that thing. I, I just, Literally and figuratively. Yeah, like it's just not something I'm into. I find them creepy and Unnecessary. Yeah, it's just, totally necessary. But I'm also a big, you know, believer in the whole, like, you know, just let them be kind of thing. Like, they're right. nature, they live here, fine, whatever. Just do your thing and don't around me and we're cool yeah you do you do your thing uh snake and i'll do mine yeah well that'll transition nicely what you just described into our next conversation which is uh snakes in movies and i actually think we're going to be a little disappointed by this because this is snake movies tend to be bottom of the barrel so i'm looking through the list here and uh, let's start with the obvious one snakes on a plane i assume okay oh yeah I, true story, I actually don't think I've seen it. My dad and I went and saw it in theaters. Like, I remember when it was coming out, we saw the preview, and we were just like, holy shit, we have to go see that. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It needs to be viewed in theaters. Like, incredible. Okay, so it was worth the the hype. 2006, by the way, that movie is 15 years old. Wow. I also love that, uh, so Sci-Fi Channel does a lot of mockbusters, and so the exact same year that Snakes on a Plane came out, they made Snakes on a Train. My favorite one that I, I noticed, I was kind of, you know, halfway looking into snake movies just to see if I had forgotten anything. And there are a number that they have released on, like, sci-fi or something like that that I had no knowledge of, including my personal favorite, Piranaconda. <laughs> Piranaconda. Not sure what the deal is there. <laughs> That's a real animal. But I'm, but I'm into it. Uh... Okay, here's another one. The I mean, speaking of Piranaconda, Anaconda with Anaconda, J-Lo and oh. Ice Cube. And Ice John Cube. Boyd. Ice Cube. Oh, wow. Exposed. Yeah. Ice, Ice Cube. Owen Wilson was in it. Okay, I've seen uh, it in a minute. Yeah, it's just trash, and I love that one, too. If, if we're uh, reaching for snake movies, uh, this one isn't per se a snake movie, but snakes play a prominent role in the lead character has a uh, Indiana Jones? very famous snake phobia. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, and, and uh, then Gary's like, what the 
keep that. I'm not Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about Pee uh, Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> no, like, you know, and that that's one of those things where that one, uh, you know, really, it goes to the full series. You know, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you have the whole, like, had to be snakes and snake right, things. The yeah. the idea. Then uh, Temple of Doom, you've got the snake surprise when they're uh, right. eating and they cut that big one open and all the little ones roll out and that and that's that's probably where my snake thing came from to be honest is that specific that makes scene. sense yeah that makes that sense that creeped the hell out of me as a kid and then the third one you have young Indy falling through the uh, like that train car where he developed the phobia yeah so you have all of those and then in the fourth one which we should probably never speak about again after this at oh, some point right. Shia LaBeouf uh, goes and gets a snake to pull him out of a uh, mud pit. That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, I, we're in a jungle. I can't find a vine. A vine so yeah. I'm throw a or snake. like just a sapling. You know, like there are so many options here. Why did you got to get us a snake? Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Yeah. The um, so. We're gonna do a little pivot, unless you have anything else to no, say no, about that's snakes. That's all I got. Because the the presence of snakes in movies is pretty pretty minuscule. We pretty much only talked about we talked about oh, the only ones that I, I, unless I you can got, go on. Oh, really? Okay. No, um, I was premature. That not technically a movie uh, miniseries, Lonesome Dove. If you've ever seen this one, at one point they are fording a river as they're uh, running this cattle train. And one of the Irishmen gets, like, just mauled by a bunch of water moccasins. Uh -huh. So that was pretty cool. Um, St. Patrick wasn't there to say Also him. potentially where uh, my phobia comes from, because I watched that one at a young age as well. So, moral of the story, don't be Irish. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> exactly. so we know where we know where Pat's snake phobia comes from, and we know where my phobia of zoo handlers, <laughs> where zoologists and animal handlers come from. <laughs> so, Hunter, do you have any phobias? You know, I, I can't remember why, but I'm just terrified of animal handlers and zoologists. <laughs> Another uh, famous movie snake would actually be... Uh, is it the snakes from the angels have rotten souls in Home Alone? It's not an actual snake. It's the guy named Snake. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, see, I was thinking of, yeah, Snake. Okay, I love it. Okay, yeah. Um, well, and of course, my favorite snake is Snake Plissken, played by, oh, yeah. played by none other than Kurt Russell oh, yeah. in the Escape series. Uh, never made that third one like they needed to, but yeah. Um, also, technically a snake in uh, Harry Potter 2, Chamber of Secrets. Big-ass snake. Well, so here are some snakes in popular culture, and we'll discuss our familiarity with them. So as uh, Pat already mentioned, uh, a snake is present in the book of Genesis. <laughs> um, there is Ka in the Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, and Hiss in uh, the animated Robin Hood. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we know from we know from. I say uh, that because Disney. they use the same animation styles yeah, from the Disney movies. Yeah, and the same, uh, which you never notice as a kid, but growing up. But wait a minute, you son of a bitch. Um, there's how do you pronounce it? Nagini from Harry Potter. Is that a Nagini? Okay. Yeah. Um, so this one's cool. I've actually done a little bit of research on this lately. I'm gonna mispronounce it, but in uh, Norse mythology, there's Jormungandr. 
and he is the son of Loki and the mortal enemy of Thor. It is a serpent that grew so large he encircled the entire Earth and chomped his own tail, which is actually um, called an uh, Ouroboros. You all have seen that, I'm sure, a million times. The snake can sing its own tail. It is pretty... <coughs> is uh, present in other mythologies. Loki's like, man, I don't remember making it with a snake. Well, it being mythology, it's something it's something absurd, you know. I know, He was with a woman, and then, oh, look, a snake. Um, and then whenever he releases his set, his set tail, um, Ragnarok begins. And as most of you, I'm sure, already know, uh, Jorgen Mondo did not appear in Thor Ragnarok, which is disappointing. Arguably the best Marvel movie as far as I'm concerned. Certainly top five. There is Cadmus in Greek mythology. So, man-founded Thebes slays a giant serpent and gets transformed into a snake alongside his wife, which is actually a nice thing for him. So, okay. Uh, and then one that we sure. haven't talked about, but it's, I'm sure, near and dear to y'all's heart is Snake from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. How do we miss that one? I not even think about that. I think my premium. That's I was, I was just getting ready to make that. I was just getting ready to make that joke. Um, best snake quote. All right. Um, do you all have anything more to say about snakes before we take a little uh, little break? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Snakes can go to hell. <laughs> they can go right back to hell where they came from. All right, folks. Well, we want to hear your thoughts about snakes. So let us know at roadsidewarriors at gmail.com. Excuse me, roadsidewarriorspod at gmail.com. Um, but in the meantime, stick around and we'll be right back with some snake trivia. So we may not have enough room in the car to take all of you roadies with us, but that doesn't mean you can't join us on our journey. To follow along on all of our road trip adventures, follow us on Facebook at Roadside Warriors Podcast or on Instagram at Roadside Warriors Pod. All right, roadies, welcome back. We've put a put a little bit of mileage on our journey to Apache, Oklahoma. So now we're going to do a little bit of snake trivia. And by we, I mean Pat and Gary, though you all listening at home can obviously participate too. So fact or fiction, test your knowledge about snakes. Um, so let's start here. Copperheads are usually found near water. True or false? Uh, I'll have to give a little bit of uh, forewarning. I know very little about snakes, so I'm going to get all these wrong. Same, but even though they're all 50-50 chance, it's also false. Um, well, this is bullshit. It says sort of true. Fuck you! Which, that's not how true-false works. <laughs> Test, live science. Um, copperheads may be found near water, but they're usually there by accident. What? what? <laughs> Are they drunk? What does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, man. I am so lost. <laughs> like, where do I? That's I don't... A, like that. This no. Is, copperheads, like, okay. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Copperheads like forest habitats, which often contain bodies of water. So David Steen, a snake researcher. So, so when they are by a body of water, it's just a coincidence. That's so stupid. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. That's that's absolutely absurd. Um, okay. True or false? And this, the answer is actually true or false. It's not you know that sort uh-huh. of true horseshit. Um, copperheads and other snakes are more venomous as juveniles. Yes. True. I'll say true. Uh, is false. 
Some people mistakenly think that baby snakes are more venomous. Well, they, they can't control it or some shit. Right, because they can't control how much they inject or because their venom is more concentrated. Um, however, once again, according to Steen, who, who knows if we can trust this guy or not. Um, the same guy that told us that it was partly true. Yeah, it's sort of true. Uh, he says adults have more venom than, uh, than uh, children. A lot of copperhead questions, but this is a good question. Copperheads mate in trees. They obviously don't mate near the water. Exclusively falling out of trees, actually. Yes. While they're falling out of the tree, that's when they mate. Yeah. No, that's the only time. That's okay. A, the timing is perfect. Do you have uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, no, this is, this is all just blowing my mind. Yeah. Uh, it is false. Normally, they don't have any reason to climb trees, but we already know they don't have any reason to be by water, but you said they're... Okay, so they don't have any reason to climb trees. Their bodies are not well, very well designed for climbing, which is well, interesting no to me. Well, what's interesting to me is, and again, I'm not a snake, I'm not a scientist. Uh, their bodies are built differently than, say, a python or an anaconda or a boa who are tree-dwelling I mean, snakes. Well, see, it's all, that, it's all that copper that's weighing them down. Right, that, that sounds like such a grandma thing to say. <laughs> you actually truly believe it? Well, Billy, it's because they've got copper in their bottoms. <laughs> Alligators are no yeah. because they've got so many teeth. Yeah, and no exactly. Teeth. Exactly. <laughs> that's that. Okay, you guys are gonna love the answer to this. Snakes are most active in the spring and autumn. Sure, I'll say true. The answer is, it depends. <laughs> so whoever wrote this thing doesn't understand how true-false works. <laughs> if you have an answer that is nuanced, then it's not true-false. Some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so snakes are most active in the spring or autumn. It depends. Some snake species are highly seasonal. Others are active only during the warm season. Jesus I feel like it would have been more appropriate for you to have given Pat and I a blue book for us to write an essay <laughs> question on this. Yes. Well, hold on. So, they, like, the answer is <laughs> different depending on the species of snake. Well, duh. Yeah. Like, I feel like... That's you know, like that's you're asking. It should be something where you're asking in fucking general. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. False. Human beings are tall. It depends. Some of them are. Um, okay, this also depends on age. This, the young ones are not tall. Yeah. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. The um, okay. This is a question that is asked of every animal, and I really don't know how we go about measuring it, but particularly with a reptile. But snakes are more afraid of you than you are of them. Well, obviously. You can I'm going to say it depends. Yeah, well, yeah it depends. It's sort of true. If you're Pat, yeah. no, yeah. they are not more afraid of yeah. you. For that. everybody else, yes. Yes, terrified. Snakes may sense humans as a threat, but they don't have the same concept of fear that Fuck humans you. do. So, so I was right. <laughs> so in that sense, they're not particularly scared of humans. Uh, so it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do not want anything to do with humans. Okay, snakes are more afraid of humans. True, but snakes aren't afraid. But snakes, but snakes don't, don't feel fear, yeah. and so therefore they're not afraid. This uh, is insane. This is the best quiz I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you're a student and you're taking <laughs> yeah, this, this, this quiz? Legitimate, fucking... legitimate points matter. Well, uh, I just lost my scholarship on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I, because on the true false, I didn't fill in that maybe bubble. <laughs> Um, 
making a lot of noise frightens snakes. Yes. I will say false because we just established they don't experience fear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to think that this person is a teacher and their fucking tests are true, false, and then, well, partly true because yeah. then they give like a long explanation right. and you're like, well, obviously the one that has like yeah, a you, full thought out. Is, is the correct one and then it's, no, it's true. Um, okay. Uh, making a lot of noise frightens snakes. You said true, Pat, or what'd you say? Okay. Yeah, it, sure. What does it matter? Um, the answer is mostly false. So many addendums and modifiers here. For one thing, snakes lack external ear openings and are deaf to airborne sounds. So they won't hear or are afraid of pure noise. This is so stupid. If the question doesn't have a true-false answer, <laughs> don't ask the question. Um, <laughs> okay, here's another one. If you get bitten, you, we should probably have known this before going to this thing. If you get bitten, use a tourniquet to stop the venom from getting to your heart. Is that a question? Yes. If you are bitten. Yes? Yes. I, 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 feel, like, I, I feel like that's going to depend on the mechanism of how the toxin works. So, again, I'm going to say it depends. Uh, false most of the time. Tourniquets are not recommended for any type of pit viper bite, um, which include rattlesnakes, copperheads, and cottonmouths. How do we know that they're talking about pit vipers? What's going on yeah. here? Uh, pit viper venom digests tissue, and the, tour the tourniquet would add insult to injury and intensify local tissue injury. So if one of us gets bit today, do not wrap a tourniquet around immediately wrapping a tourniquet. Yeah, because this test is full of shit. <laughs> I don't... This quiz is not going to really go to the next level unless there's a question about toilet snakes. <laughs> If a snake bites you, suck the venom out of the wound. Sure. Uh, true. The okay. shitty slickers too, Tom. If I learned anything. Uh, okay. False. And, uh. then, and then I love this sentence, and I love that I'm getting ready to say this sentence. The, do the name of the doctor is Dr. Sean Bush, so it says, Suction is ineffective, said Bush. Um, the amount of venom it removes is tiny, one ten thousandth of the venom that gets introduced. It can't do any good, and it can do additional harm. So instead of sucking out the venom, just pray for the poor bastard who got bit. Just suggest, just recognize the fact you're going to die. Um, okay, if you find a juvenile snake, the mother is not far behind. False. I'll say true. It is mostly false. Uh, there's no reason... All pit vipers in the United States give birth to live young. So there's evidence that rattlesnake mothers will spend time near juveniles while they're still in the den. So the, the impression I'm getting is that a rattlesnake mother is kind of like the divorced single mom who hangs out at a dive bar while her 10-year-old is, is a latchkey kid. So that's what rattlesnake moms are like. What? Uh, okay, copperheads smell like cucumbers. Well, obviously. I'm going to say false. Well, I think they yeah. smell like regular pickles. I was yeah. going to say pickles or cucumbers. Yeah, they smell like pickles. Um, this is false. I've heard this... <laughs> I've heard this a lot, but I haven't experienced it myself. But uh, this is according to the scientists. But they do. Eastern diamondback rattlesnakes smell like Doritos. All right, so if you're walking out in the desert, <laughs> oh shit! Oh, is that cool ranch? Ow! <laughs> yes. Yeah, they need to specify what flavor of Doritos. Yeah, that would be a great moment <laughs> in a movie. Is it's meant to be an intense scene that hmm, spicy or not? <laughs> no! And the guy who knows what he's talking about is wait a minute, run! So that question, really, the way it should have been phrased, it, or rather the way the answer should have been phrased after it asked uh, true or false, do copperheads smell like 
cucumbers. The answer should have been like false. Where the fuck did you get that idea? I guess again, it's an old wives' tale. Much like copperheads have copper in their bottom. Uh, snakes won't slither away when confronted by humans, but they will attack. This is the best answer yet. Well, I know for sure it's not going to be either true or false. <laughs> mostly true. They're it mostly is, false. It is true and false. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. It's true and false. Many venomous species, including copperheads, rely on camouflage to avoid conflict, so they don't run away. Therefore, it's true that many snakes won't flee. However, no snake will attack a human. Most will retreat, given any reasonable chance, but many will defend themselves. So, they won't attack you, they'll just defend you. So, it was, the snake will always say it was in self-defense. Gotcha. Cottonmouths will chase people down. Yes. And see, this is interesting, because a cottonmouth is also a water moccasin, so the one that went after your parents. But according to Dr. Stain, this is false. So, his... What he's saying is in direct contradiction of recorded testimony. When a cottonmouth is afraid, it will head toward the water. If you're between it and the water, it'll be, appear to be coming toward you. I don't know. But what if you're in the water and it's trying to get in your boat? I don't. Yeah, this is insane. Okay, if you kill a snake and leave it, the snake's mate will lie with it and protect it. So stay away. No. Yeah, it's false. Yes! Yeah! Finally got one right. Definitively false. Yeah, I'm a, uh, yeah, exactly, a real false. Snakes don't form those kind of social bonds, so there's no reason for a snake to do that. As we've already established, snake mothers hang out in dive bars and smoke <laughs> cigarettes and get picked up by seedy men. Uh, all swimming... Snake, <laughs> snake moms are more like lot lizards. Yeah. Um, all swimming snakes are venomous. No. False. That is correct. It is false. Or that is true. It is false. <laughs> Most snakes that you'll see in the water in the United States are not venomous. The cottonmouth is the only venomous snake in the U.S. that spends a lot of time in the water. If you said true, it would be false to yeah. say you were wrong. Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? This, this is crazy. My, the, one of my takeaway from this is that snake scientists are bonkers. <laughs> Don't know how to write a fucking question. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. All venomous snakes have triangular shaped heads. Okay, well, here's my advice getting shit on. It is false. Uh, pit vipers have triangular shaped heads. Okay, I said vipers. I think like coral snakes and stuff like that. Yeah, venomous not. coral snakes do not. Uh, and then water snakes and hognose snakes, which I've never seen or heard of before. I've seen a hognose snake. And so they are non-venomous. And so what, this is kind of cool, they'll make their head look triangular. So they're actually not venomous, but they look like they are venomous. Okay, well that was uh, that was absolutely bonkers. Okay, this test is going to be we'll answer the questions, then we'll get the answers later. Okay. How many species of venomous snake are there? About six hundred, about thirty six hundred, about two hundred, about eighteen hundred. Six hundred. Okay. I'll, I'll say two hundred. Okay, uh, I'll go with Gary, and we'll say two hundred. Oh, it actually beeps. Okay, we'll try 600. I'll be damned. Sha -sha -sha. Suck it! Suck uh, it, Gary! There are more than 3,000 species of snakes on the planet. About 600 are venomous, but only about 200 are able to kill a human being. Which country doesn't have... <laughs> but all of them want to kill yeah, a human <laughs> That'd be great if they added that. But don't... That's a true false. Do all snakes want to kill human beings? True and false. 
Uh, this, all want to, only yeah, some no, have the capacity. No, what it would say is true and false. All snakes want to, but we don't know all snakes. For example, there may be an individual snake who doesn't have any problems with human beings. We just don't know. Uh, okay, which country doesn't have any snakes? Iceland, New Zealand, New Zealand. all of these are Ireland. I think well, St. Patrick all. drove the snakes out of there Ireland. Go, there you go, I'm going to say um, all of these. Any... Nope, no, I said New Zealand. Dean, Dean, Dean. Uh, yeah, no snakes. Three biggest countries, Ireland, Iceland, and New Zealand. Well, well, maybe they just didn't look hard enough. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Well, maybe true. We haven't we haven't looked at every... Uh, Alaska and Siberia also do not. Uh, that's part of why I love uh, New Zealand so much is no snakes. Yeah. Though they do have eels, and that's kind of close. You know, as far as... But I find like. eels to be creepier because they're usually water-bound and they have big eyes and they have their faces have more personality yeah, than no, snakes. Yeah, no, that's definitely so, true. It's, it's you know, creepy. Yeah, I think eels are creepier. The answer is true and false. New Zealand doesn't have any snakes, but they do have eels, which are kind of like snakes, so the answer is false. <laughs> yes. New Zealand isn't real. What? Uh, you see what? those maps about New Zealand? <laughs> yeah. New Zealand is actually the hollow earth. Why is a snake's tongue forked? To lap water, to inject venom, to smell direction, to mimic instinctive antenna, to give pleasure. I added that last one. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I thought this, but when you first started saying to smell, I, I thought you were going to say to smell Doritos. No, that's that's for us. We need to be able to smell Doritos. Okay, so lap water, inject venom, it, I, it's, it's to smell direction. Yeah. Okay. Okay, truck. Snakes smell using the tip of their tongue, and a forked tongue allows them to sense from which direction a smell is coming. Um, what is the fastest striking venomous snake? The king cobra, the rattlesnake, the black mamba, or the death adder? Which I've never heard of. Most, the um, fastest, fastest striking, yeah. What do you think, Gary? I'll say the black mamba in honor of Kobe Bryant. All right, be my man. Okay, I feel like it's the black mamba. Probably. Okay, death adder. That's twice now, Pat's been right, we've been wrong. The Death Adder can attack, inject venom, and go back to striking position in less than 0.15 seconds. That's know know your fears, my friends. <laughs> know yeah. your fears. Yeah, this guy, this guy knows his phobia. Uh, how many species of snake are herbivorous? 13, 0, 27, or 92? What was the question? How many snakes are her herbivorous? Oh, uh... I feel like it's going to be zero, but... I'm going to go in the other direction. I'm going to say 92. Okay. What was the lowest option other than zero? 13. Okay, 13. Okay. We're going to go with Hunter's answer. Zero. Fuck you! Fuck! <laughs> uh, there are more than 3,000 different species of snakes, and not one of them evolved to eat plants. As far as you know. Again, if we were... Oh, shit. I didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah, again, if we're going by the true-false metric of that last test... We don't really know because we don't know every single snake. What is the most venomous snake on the planet? Inland Taipan, Black Mamba, King Cobra, Banded Crate. I believe that would be the Mamba. I believe it is Hulk Hogan's biceps. <laughs> no, those are pythons. pythons. Yeah, excuse me, yeah, those are pythons. My apologies. Uh, Black Mamba is the correct answer. Oh my god! It's not the correct answer. I always um, thought it was a coral snake. But... Uh, Inland Taipan? Okay, Inland Taipan. The bite of an inland taipan delivers a veritable witch's brew of neurotoxins, procoagulants, and myotoxins that paralyze muscles, inhibit breathing, cause
cause hemorrhaging in blood vessels and tissues and damaged muscles. It is estimated that one bite delivers enough venom to kill at least 100 fully grown men. My God. So... Avoid that thing. Yeah, so if you get bitten by one of those things, you'll be dead before you even knew you got bitten. Uh, kind of like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, if you're going to go down to one, that's the way to do it, you know? Just like... And then it doesn't actually what? kill you. Oh, God. <laughs> the pain is unbearable. Um... Which snake dines exclusively on recently molted crayfish? Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty damn esoteric. Uh, Curlin's snake. It also sounds like kind of a fancy pants. Snake. Yeah, exactly. Which which snake has a sophisticated palate? Yes, I will have your <laughs> please, recently okay. molted crayfish, please. Oh, it's not molted. Never mind. Yeah. I'll have a salad. Uh, well, uh, clearly we'll have that. Yeah. Uh, as far as we know, true false. Curlin snake, North American queen snake, Neurodia rhombifer, or Mississippi green water snake. I feel it's going to be the Mississippi because crayfish. Yeah, but that queen one sounds real hoity toity, you know? Yeah. Man, that's a good point. That's why they named it that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would like to sup upon a crayfish. Can you imagine the scientist's name? This one seems like kind of a pansy. I don't know. Okay, we're going to go, unless you all have any, uh, unless you all disagree vehemently, the Mississippi green water snake. Oh, Okay, North. Damn, Pat knows his snakes. The highly specialized diet of the North American queen snake uh, renders uh, particularly vulnerable to water pollution. So, okay. So, if you want to kill these bastards, pollute the water. That's actually what we, we accidentally encourage people to start polluting is to kill these freaking queen snakes. Uh, which part of its prey can a snake not digest? Claws, hair, feathers, or all of the above? All of the above. Yeah. What I love about this test is usually all of the above is supposed to be option D. This, it, it always makes it option B. So all of the above is always the second so, option. So the first option is the only one that's Yeah, above. Think, yeah exactly. Um, a snake's digestive system can dissolve everything, but it preys hair, feather, and claws. That's interesting. So when they find our dead bodies, all they'll be able to find is our hair, feathers, and nails. Uh, what is unusual about the Brahmini blind snake? It's blind. <laughs> they can whistle, they have no eyes, they are all female, they're all scaleless. I'm going to say that they can whistle and they're always whistling the Andy Griffith theme. <laughs> so that's the two things. If you're in the middle of the desert and you smell either you smell Doritos or you hear the Andy Griffith theme, you're going to die. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you better hear that than uh, Farmer in the Dell from yeah. uh, Omar in the, in the Wire. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's awesome. She stands um, Okay, I'm going to say they're scaleless. Um, so, but the eyeless thing seems so obvious if they're blind. So I'm going female. Okay. Uh, okay, it's not scaleless. We'll try female next. Always go with Pat when it comes to snakes. The all individuals of this species are female and reproduce unisexually. Up to eight offspring are reproduced. All female are genetically identical. So um, these snakes are independent women who don't need no man. That's how they should have. That's how they should have worded the question. What snake is an independent woman and don't need no man? Um, what is the heaviest snake in the world? This could really lend itself to a dirty joke. So <laughs> we're just gonna. That one that hunters. <laughs> yeah. 
what is it's the weighed on his mind heavily yeah. ever since. What is the heaviest snake in the world? The Burmese python, the green anaconda, the California keen snake, reticulated python, uh, anaconda. Anaconda? Sure. Okay. I feel like that. Like that's a. That's a really bad question, though. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, I guess anaconda. I said well anaconda because anaconda. it's like the biggest snake in the world. Right. It's like, you know, saying heaviest is. Kind of, a, yeah, like, kind of a diversion. Um, you know how sometimes someone will go to a casino and they'll just be rolling aces? That's what you are right now with uh, snake questions. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a heater. Yeah. I believe that's what it's called. Yes, you, uh, I'm on a snake heater. <laughs> we need a cooler to come over here. We need a cooler to come over here and slow you down. Um, Change dealers, my friend. Change yeah. dealers. A member of the boa family, South America's green anaconda is, pound for pound, the largest snake in the world. Its cousin, the reticulated python, can reach slightly greater lengths, but the enormous girth of the anaconda makes it almost twice as heavy. Um, okay. Some snakes have as many as blank ribs. 200, 400, 800, or 100. Well, I mean, if I say 100, that's going to be correct across the board. Because all that, of, like... No, that's un yeah, exactly. Um, okay, what is the most amount of ribs? I'll rephrase the question. <laughs> what is the most amount of ribs that we're aware of snakes having? What were my options again? 200, 400, 800, or 100. I'll say 400. Okay, what do you say, Pat? I said 400. Okay, we're going to go with Pat. We're going to ignore the fact that Gary said it first. <laughs> we're going to go with Pat. Damn! 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 Well, humans have 24 ribs, except for Marilyn Manson. Some snakes can have more than 400, which is what makes them so flexible. That was a throwback, ladies and gentlemen. If you Google that, just Google that. <laughs> Every, everybody knows. Yeah, everyone knows. That's the next question. How many, <laughs> how many ribs does Marilyn Manson have? Well, uh, that was a lot. So uh, we're in uh, we're in some pretty heavy duty traffic. So I hope you all enjoyed listening to our true and false and trivia. Stick around as we come back, and we'll actually talk a little bit more about the Apache Rattlesnake Festival, which we are about to arrive at. Hey, roadies! Hope you're enjoying our most recent adventure. Do you have an idea for a future stop for the Roadside Warriors? Hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. Welcome back, roadies. Pat, Gary, and myself just enjoyed. Uh, a tasty, greasy burger stop at J&W's, which is a kind of a, a mainstay here at Chickasaw on our way to Apache. How'd you all feel about it, since this is kind of part of our journey? I thought it was pretty good. It was I good. Think, uh, you know, it's, I, all of these small towns, I feel like, have the exact same burger greasy place. Spoon, like, yeah. it's the, not even a greasy spoon, it's just a, straight up, we have burgers with, you know, grilled onions on them. With or without cheese, yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And they all taste basically the same, which is delicious. Yeah. And I have no complaints about that. The and I think for the three of us it was like thirty-six dollars and we ordered everything on the menu. Yeah, essentially everything on the menu. So, you know, that's burgers, drinks, a shake, fries, a commemorative a commemorative <laughs> t shirt for Hunter. <laughs> I Actually, know. I legitimately did it. They had a fundraiser T-shirt that they were selling, and it was kind of a nice-looking T-shirt. I, I debated it. I, I think I think my only real complaint is uh, Roscoe behind the counter was just 
he was not picking up that water there, like he was supposed uh, to do. It was getting a little testy in there. There was some water on, the, and they dropped your card in the water. They did, yeah. Yeah. So, but otherwise, uh, recommend J and W's if you have J, if you have to be in the. There, I only saw one person with a Confederate flag tattoo. So. You know, I feel like small town Oklahoma, that's a pretty good win. That's, yeah, if you, that's like only a small percentage of the people in that store. So, that's, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so we are now heading towards Apache for, I didn't mention this earlier, the 37th annual Apache Rattlesnake Festival. So that would be 1984, if I'm correct. So since 1980... Sounds about right. Yeah, so since 1984, this thing has been going on. Um, Pat, when did you first hear about the Apache Rattlesnake Festival? About a month ago when okay, I sent so you all. <laughs> so this is brand new for you. Yeah. Well, because it's funny is whenever I mentioned this to my mom, I said, you know, what we were going to be doing today. And she said, oh, I've always wanted to go to that. And I had no idea that this is something yeah. that people knew about. Yeah, but. I didn't know about it until I sent you all the flyer that I found. It, well, and what's funny is the flyer is very much something you would expect. Well, it looks like it was the first one that they did 30 yeah, some odd years exactly. ago. Exactly. You just copy and paste some new dates and there you're good to go. Uh, it's a four day festival. Based on the pictures, this thing attracts a lot of people. How many did you... Uh... Travel OK suggests that there are uh, 25,000 visitors a year for this thing. Okay. And then before you all send us uh, hate mail and hate tweets and shit, uh, we're all vaccinated. We're all detoxinated. So if we get bitten by a snake with COVID, we'll be fine. Well, yeah, well mine, the is COVID, the mine is the toxin. The, the COVID vaccine protects against uh, snake bites, from exactly. what I've been told. So, uh, <laughs> snake bites and bear attacks. So it is a four-day event, April the 15th or through the uh, 18th. We are here on a Saturday. So what we're looking forward to doing is um, there's a flea market. Really looking forward to that. We're also planning on eating some rattlesnake, which Pat and Gary have not had rattlesnake before. I have. What do you all think rattlesnake tastes like? Chicken. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the standard answer anytime you're talking about something you haven't eaten before. Mm, tastes like chicken. Yeah. I, I think it'll probably taste crappy, to be honest. <laughs> it probably tastes like absolute disgusting fill. I do not have my hopes up in any way yeah. for it. Well, when you think about it, what is a snake but just one strainy muscle? That's all this It's It's basically just a tricep in yeah. animal form. Yeah, I assume it's, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if it was somewhat, like, texture-wise, like a fish or something like that. That's fair. Just uh, based on, like, shapes and stuff like that. I, ha I had it at the Big Texan in Amarillo as an appetizer, and if memory serves, it just tastes like bacon bits, which is strange, but that's what it tastes like. Well, I, th I think that it's, I don't think it's fair to base anything off of what the Big Texan yeah. does with it, because the food at the Big Texan tastes like a mediocre version of whatever dish it is that you're <laughs> getting. So. Yeah, if you've only ever had a, a steak at the Big Texan, you wouldn't like steak. If you've only ever had iced tea at the Big Texan, <laughs> hey, do you like iced tea? Well, I had it once at the Big Texan. I hate iced tea. Iced tea's horrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so hopefully, maybe, maybe I will... Uh, you two will lose your snake virginity today, whereas I will, you know, maybe find... Learn to love it. I will learn to love it. What else have we got on the agenda? There's free entertainment, so hopefully that means... I believe there's supposed to be live music. I believe there's a youth rodeo as well. And yes, it says here, right, Raptor G Youth Rodeo. And, uh, and then the coup de gras, what we teased you about earlier, listeners, is 
we're planning on going on a snake hunt, a rattlesnake hunt. Have no idea what this is. We can only assume it's really popular. Uh, we can assume it's safe. You know, maybe, maybe not. Um, but that's that. I'm hoping that'll be the highlight of the day. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty happy about this. There is 11 people on the board of directors. That's how big of a deal this is. I've been on the boards before that you know didn't have 11 people, and then, so that just gives you an idea of what a big event this is. Yeah, uh, the uh, <clears throat> I'm on their Facebook page. 9,691 people like this. So nine six nine one. Nice. And uh, and their last post, and it was just them posting. It was uh, actually on the 17th. It was them posting the uh, just the schedule of events. It had 200 likes. I feel like that's pretty good. I would say that's pretty <clears throat> solid. Yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting experience for sure. I've never. Uh, never done that anything like this one before so i'm i'm hopeful that it uh turns out better than the turtle racing and frog jumping which was not well it, there's almost no way it would not because the turtle racing and frog jumping for those of you who forgot at uh, the black gold days was it was a side it was a side quest that i would say we were most looking forward to and it, and we just got there and said oh yeah we don't do that Whereas this entire well, event is about they snakes. did they didn't do it because they didn't have any participants. Yeah. Which had we known, had you guys properly advertised. Yeah. If they had advertised it as a BYOT or BYOF <laughs> event, I would have done some. Could some you imagine work. if like you go to a house party or something like that and says what does BYOT mean? So bring your own turtle. <laughs> you're doing and you the go there and, every, and everyone you're at somebody's house and everyone has a turtle. Yeah. So. Here's, here's some of the posts on April the 15th. Someone posted, sure is good country music in the community building. Get on over here. It's free. Yeah. Um, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, I mean, this sounds like a good old-fashioned time. And I don't know about y'all, but I like my old, my old I like my times to be good and old-fashioned. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm in it for, to be honest. All right. Well, when you hear from us next, folks, we'll be coming back from the Rattlesnake Festival. And time permitting, we also plan on visiting Geronimo's burial site. So when you hear back from us, we'll give you our feedback on the Rattlesnake Festival. And then we'll talk a little bit about Geronimo's burial site. So stay tuned for our uh, the next phase of our quest. Hey there, roadies. Want to follow along on all of our roadside adventures? Then subscribe to the Roadside Warriors podcast on iTunes. Who knows, you may even feel like you're in the backseat with me. Speaking of side quests, before we go to the Rattlesnake Festival, we're going to take a little detour to a, kind of a, for lack of better words, a national treasure right here in South Central Oklahoma. Uh, Geronimo's Burial Site, which is in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is just a little outside of Apache. Um, so Geronimo's grave is where the legendary Apache was killed and died, which that's what it says on the website, but that kind of goes without saying. Um, but he was killed and then he was buried here. That's oh. a weird way of putting that. <laughs> no, I know, just, I, just, I just read that he was killed and died here. Okay, well, that, that'll do it. Because um, I mean, he, like, he died, like, falling off a horse or something, right? 
jumping out of an airplane and his parachute <laughs> didn't deploy. Yes, hence that's why they say Geronimo. Um, most of them, however, even though it is called his burial site, uh, on RoadsideAmerica.com, they say that most of them is buried here, but not his skull, which somehow ended up in the frat house at Yale. And Pat has a story about where that supposedly came from, because Pat did a little bit of research on Toronto. Yeah, I checked into this, and apparently the skull and bones Yale have his skull, though this is not confirmed. Like, right. this is the speculation. And it was, I believe the person involved with the stealing of the skull was none other than uh, Prescott Bush. <clears throat> Pappy's, um, Pappy's dad and uh, W's grandpa. Which is, uh, you know, can't say I'm all that shocked. But, uh, old Prescott. Yeah. Old school so, stealing Prescott. Yeah, so, I mean, like, they stole it from an, it was originally an unmarked grave. And then now it has, like, a full cover, like, concrete covering over it, which makes it, has a very, apparently makes it very difficult for them to, you know, check and see if that skull's there or not. So, you know, that's fairly interesting. Um, but I was reading into Geronimo, fairly interesting figure that I don't think a lot of people actually, like, know that much about. You know, it's like, you obviously hear the term, like, Geronimo when you see people jumping off of something right. or something like that. But, <clears throat> but other than that, I don't feel like people really know all that much about the history of the guy. He was, like, a big uh, leader for his tribe and really uh, led specifically for raids and stuff like that. His family was murdered by uh, Mexicans, and so he led these raids against these groups that he blamed for the killing his family, and did that like against Mexicans and Americans, you know, for years, and eventually ended up surrendering to the Americans, and was a prisoner of war, and they would like take him around as like a sideshow where he would be, you know, people would pay to go see Geronimo. Now, was he, I'm going to look it up as we're talking, but do you know if he is part of uh, uh, Wild Bill Hickok's Wild West Wild show? Wild West show? I am not positive on that one. But I know that, like, he attended, he was, or I attended, he was sent to the St. Louis World's Fair in 1905 um, and was a sideshow there. Uh, and excuse but, me, it was actually Buffalo Bill. Uh, and really, as far as I'm concerned, Geronimo at that World's Fair is probably the second biggest highlight of any World's Fair that I'm aware of. The number one, obviously, being the Sun Sphere at the Knoxville World's uh, Fair. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's fairly interesting that... You know, they found, the government found out that people would pay to see this guy, so they would just send him around and, you know. Which is interesting. That kind of raises a larger point, is why don't we do that anymore? What if instead of capturing and trying Saddam Hussein, they put him on tours, and then you just travel him and did a, did a little tent fair that Saddam Hussein just went town to town and people got to go look at Saddam Hussein. I mean, why? It's, some, it's, a, it's a ritual that needs to be brought back. Is what I'm saying. You know what else needs to be brought back with, though? 
like the stocks and stuff like that, where uh -huh. people, people can throw the rotten fruit at them. Yes. You know, that whole thing, man. Yeah, uh, so to, to whoever is in uh, any position of power or prominence who is listening to that, uh, actually maybe we could do that. I mean, if, if I, any of us get rich enough, if any of us get Jeff Bezos rich enough, that's what I'm going to do with my wealth, is I'm going to use my wealth to capture prominent people and then take them on tour. Um, so anyway, it was actually Buffalo Bill, his Wild West show, and uh, Geronimo and Sitting Bull were both... Um, both part of, of that show so yeah this is a um, this is an interesting detour there's actually a few other kind of museums in the area that we won't have time to hit up but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this being a part of our part of our journey yeah I, I think it'll be interesting to see I I'm not like a huge cemetery <laughs> visitor type of thing like that's not something that I really get a ton out of but I am interested in seeing this, um, you know, because I think that this one is, um, this cemetery is going to be an interesting one to go look at, because I think it has more, like, specifically prisoners of war and stuff like that. Interesting. An interesting thing to see. Um, but, yeah, I think, obviously, Geronimo is the uh, highlight there, but... We'll see what else there is. Yeah, hopefully we won't get bit by any snakes. Well, let's be let's be frank. Even if you were a frequenter of cemeteries, I'm not sure that's something that you would be broadcasting to everyone because if you're going to a lot of cemeteries, usually the reasons for that are fairly nefarious. All contrary, yeah, if you're I a cemetery I'm, person, then you brag about Yeah, I was going to say, I think those kind of freaks are going to be all about them. <laughs> you're, the, you're the kind of person who has snakes as pets. <laughs> a, pers a, a person who's, who frequents cemeteries has snakes as pets. Because you're into Santeria and, you know, <laughs> witchcraft, and you're going there for seances, and you bring your snake as a familiar or some yeah, shit. Yeah, just a bunch of freaky shit. Okay, well, who knows? Maybe we'll see some of that there. All right. willing. Yeah, I mean, one can only hope it'd be a waste of time otherwise. All right, gentlemen, anything uh, further about snakes and Geronimo? I got nothing. All right, folks, the next time you will hear from us, we will give you our wrap-up on both uh, Geronimo's burial site and the uh, Apache Snake Festival. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi again, roadies. We're really happy you decided to join us for this trip and hope you'll consider joining us again. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use so you can always know where we're headed next. Well, roadies, it has been maybe 30 seconds for you, but it has been about two hours for us, and what a two hours that was. Um, before we get into our experience, let's talk a little bit about what didn't happen. We'll come out right on Seda's. We know that you guys have become uh, used to being disappointed by us. We did not get to hunt rattlesnakes. The um, It wasn't super clear how to go about hunting rattlesnakes, and we only found out after it was too late how to do it. So we will not be talking about any rattlesnake hunting adventures. But that doesn't mean we don't have anything to talk about because this was quite the experience. Yeah. So, I... yeah. On top of not hunting, we did get to do everything else. Yeah, we had exactly. Planned. So it was still well worth it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be a mistake to say that this was a wasted trip because it was not. It was. It, there was a lot going on. So let's start with uh, Geronimo's uh, burial site. Um, Pat, what was it like? What What happened to us? Well, not considering the fact that it is actually in a uh, army base. 
we had to go through a full uh, you know visitor pass on the uh, for the day and all that stuff so you know real uh, pretty pretty much everything short of a pat down well we were uh, we were anticipating I think we were all anticipating just okay here's Geronimo's burial site maybe uh, maybe some markers things like that yeah. um, but as Pat said is no we we went through there and um, the, the guy stopped us and he almost seemed kind of surprised that we were even there because I guess they just don't have a lot of tourists going to Fort Seal to see Geronimo's burial site and so had to give him our IDs, loop around, get our pictures taken, get visitor ID badges and so I'd say a good 20 minutes later is whenever we actually went to the cemetery and it is indeed a cemetery um, just in the middle of Fort Sill. That's a Native American prisoner of war cemetery. Yeah. And so uh, Geronimo has a great big kind of pyramidal shape uh, made out of stones. So that's, I, I, the most memorable part of that, uh, that leg of our journey was we saw a live armadillo. Yeah, very exciting. Don't see those every day. Yeah, no. I've, I've never, ever, ever seen a live armadillo. And I would say the rate now, as of now, the ratio of live armadillos to dead armadillos that I've ever seen is now roughly one to ten thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> so it turns Hunter out, hugged it, so he's gonna have leprosy. Now. Yeah, I, I, I pet the I pet the armadillo, the, the turtle pig. So that was that part, and then we drove. I guess I'd say another twenty minutes to Apache. So um, Apache, Oklahoma is is very very small. But the experience of driving in there is traffic immediately started slowing down. There started being a big car pile up. And we saw just how big this Radical Snake Festival was. It's, to be honest, I was taken a little bit by surprise at how sizable it was. It was a yeah. big thing. Um, yeah, it was mostly... Um, like, there were a lot of a lot of people yeah it was it was mostly um what you would expect from your typical carnival a lot of uh you know food vendors uh clothing and merch vendors and um rides black gold days yes with probably times more more vendors Uh and rattlesnakes (laughs) and and cheesier vendors yeah that was kind of my impression to me the whole thing just kind of seemed like a conventional carnival that just happens to have rattlesnakes attached to it, and and we'll get to the the rattlesnake specific portion in a second because that was that I'd say that was definitely the most memorable part of the trip. But um, what was interesting is that this isn't this wasn't really situated. Black Gold Days was situated in a in a, in a big park. It was kind of more or less out of the way. Um, whereas this was very much in a residential area, residential and Main Street. So you had zipper rides quite literally next to people's houses, yeah. which is extremely funny to me. Like within 20 yards of a house, you have a fucking like tilt-a-whirl ride. Yeah. And... That presumably will be going until 10 o'clock at night. So that was pretty exciting. Um, we wandered, I'd say we wandered around a little bit, uh, kind of aimlessly, and I would say I was getting a little disappointed due to the lack of rattlesnakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was excited by one find. I should have taken a picture. A, a yellow shirt with you know, a Luke Bryan kind of looking guy on it. A hunky it's a, cowboy. <laughs> a, a hunky cowboy. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, um, <clears throat> and it said, Lord, send me a, uh, you want me to? It said, Lord, send me a, uh, send me an outlaw. Uh, and, you know, I didn't purchase it because it was $25. So, we were discussing this as cheesy shirts. People need to figure out the cheesy shirt market. Because I would I would have 
50 cheesy shirts that they cost five bucks. Yeah. We're talking about shirts that are $25. And it wasn't like a quality mm-hmm. material either. It was like a Gildam yeah. fucking like regular cotton t-shirt. Another quality t-shirt was one that said, I, uh, there's a 17, 76% chance you're not going to take my gun away. But again, $25, that's just not worth, not worth the gag price. And whatever profits would be made on that would be going to the people that made that fucking shirt. And, well, <clears throat> yeah. not, not for me. <laughs> so, wandering around aimlessly, getting a little bit uh, concerned that there weren't any rattlesnakes at this rattlesnake festival. And then, lo and behold, uh, we walked by a corner shop called the Snake Pit. And so, how about you all share your experience with the Snake Pit, and then I will I will second. Well, we go to the Snake Pit, pay our admission to get in. Only like, what was it, two bucks? Two three, bucks, yeah. three bucks. Three bucks, I'm sorry. Got it. Um, or, no, it was, it was two bucks, sorry. Two bucks. Walk in, and there is a pit full of rattlesnakes. As the name suggests. With, with a... Uh, sizable gentleman sitting on a folding chair in the middle of it and another one walking around with a hook thingy picking yeah. up snakes snake catcher uh how many snakes would you say were in there i would 50 or, yeah 50 that's kind of what i was thinking i would even go a little bit higher i'd go up to 100 but no ton, well i don't know tons of snakes tons of rattlesnakes and <clears throat> as i said i i feel at the start of the show i, I think i've seen a rattlesnake before but it was uh, it was an interesting experience because there were several of them rattling, um, going all at once, and then some rattlesnakes were a little bit more docile, which we learned today. Not all of them are super super aggressive, and uh, yeah, they just showed off their rattlesnakes. How Pat, given uh, your snake phobia, what was that experience like for you? I mean, there's a wall. I could I wasn't like face to face with the snake. I uh, you know whatever. Handled it well. Yeah, it was fine. No cold sweats or anything. Nah, just keep my distance. I'm. I know what I'm doing. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I can, uh, you know, recognize that. I don't need to get up in the business. I can. I can admire it from a from afar, and that's good enough. Yeah. What. What about you, Gary? What was your feeling on the snake pit? Uh, snake pit was fine. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily, like I said earlier, I wouldn't necessarily characterize myself as having a snake phobia of any kind, but uh, even if I did, I I wouldn't have minded the snake pit, I don't think. Everything seemed pretty under control, and most of the snakes, to be honest, looked like they were taking a nap. (laughs) And you know, who can blame them? It's afternoon. I kind of felt, after those hamburgers earlier, I kind of felt like uh, taking taking a nap. So, part two was the Rattlesnake uh, Butcher Shop. So, the Rattlesnake Butcher Shop, as the name implies, was a little bit more uh, graphic. I'll be honest, it was a bit much. Yeah, e- e- again, even for someone like me, it, it bothered me. I kind of backed off towards the end of the show. I mean, because you're literally, like, legitimately sitting there watching them butcher snakes, which I, I'm not, like, you know, a vegetarian or anything like that. Like, I eat plenty of meat. But, like, I have some level of, like, personal reverence towards the food that I'm eating. And, like, them butchering the snakes, there was no, you know... It was was definitely part of the show. Um, So, basically, what it is is you go in, 
um, as as the scientists said, is they it, to me it it did kind of smell like Doritos, um, which was interesting. Maybe that was just psychosomatic on my part. But um, so anyway, smelled like Doritos. It's it's very much a butcher shop, and so they they brought in a bunch of rattlesnakes. I wasn't really it wasn't really clear to me if they had been uh, de-venom. I don't think they had been. Um, but they did, they did press their heads down and keep their, their, their bites away from us, um, or their faints away from us. But anyway, so they put the, they put the Western Diamondbacks, um, on a stump and chopped their heads off, um, I'd say about an inch away from where their, their head connects to their, their body. Um, and so anyway, chopped their head off and then... The body, as I as I mentioned in my earlier snake story, it continues to slither around for quite a while, and so they hunt it uh, off a off a pike, cut the cut the actual rattle off, and then skinned it as it was still moving around because it continued yeah. to do so. What even after they drained the blood? And yeah, all that, even uh, after. So yeah, and, and remove the heart, and then they place the still beating heart right in front of you. Yeah, so you can see it still beating. Yeah, so the snake's heart will still continue to beat um, for another thirty to forty minutes. After and and, it's that, and that that's true of any animal that has a heart. I, I, I often show that in my physiology classes to show my students that uh, the heart muscle gets its stimulation uh, from the pacemaker cells which are in the heart rather than normal muscle which gets its stimulation from the brain. So um, so by that you mean like Kali Ma, you will actually pull out a student's heart? No, no. <laughs> I, no I, I, I linked to a YouTube video where someone had removed a frog's heart. Okay. So put the snake's heart on on the table, and you can see it continue to beat, which was interesting. And then here was the real kicker: is as I said, their heads were cut off, but um, they the one of the guys put the hat up next to the snake's uh, the snake's head, and the snake actually jumped out and bit at the hat. Um, just its its severed head jumped out and bit at the hat. So it's still it still has the electrical impulses in there. So yeah. And learn something about snakes. For two dollars, one of the guys that was doing the butchering also ate the fucking heart. <laughs> that that was about the point where I was I was done. Well, and then he gave the dollar back because he said he he did it all the time. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's life in the it was, snake butcher. It was show. a lot. We talked to um, I guess it's a family who runs the snake put in the snake butcher shop, and so we talked to a daughter who uh, apparently has a snake phobia. Um, and yet she works in this, this industry, and she talked about how they, um, how they, the way they hunt snakes is along the Texas border by the Red River, and they'll actually get up on cliffs and go into little caverns, or conversely, snakes will be out sunning themselves on rocks, and that her brothers, they're so experienced doing this, they can see them from, you know, a, a significant distance. A mile away. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was not us today. We, uh, like I said, we did not get to, um, didn't get to hunt snakes. Major disappointment for me. But we did get to eat snakes. We did get to eat snakes. And so, let me tell you, they're terrible. Absolutely awful. Um, I don't know what I was thinking whenever I said it tasted like, um, tasted like uh, bacon bits. I would describe it as, as if a catfish had no flavor and was really muscular. Yeah, no, no taste at all. Very, very tough. Very, very tough, and not. Uh, I think there may have been a chunk or two of meat on pads, 
But mine was basically just fry batter. Yeah. No, it was and just mine was straining. So just fried batter. Like, yeah. There was nothing to it as far as the actual uh, meat goes. Um, so Gary did not have any snakes. He actually went over and tried to free the snakes and said, "Let my friends go." Right. He yeah he he went he went full vegan on us. Uh, um, like I. Are you glad you tried snakes? That's sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Knock that, knock that off the, uh, the old bucket list. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's, like, opposed to trying new exotic meats or whatever. Um, that's one that I, I don't need to do again, I can tell you that much. Yeah, can you imagine, um, being out on, on a cattle drive or something and that's all you have? It's oh, fuck, man. If I'm on a cattle drive and that's all I've got, I bet it tastes a hell of a lot better than it did yeah. right there. Like, if I'm on a cattle drive and that's all I have, then I'm going to kill one of my buddies and eat my buddy instead, because he's probably going to taste better than that rattlesnake. So, um, so after that, that was, I guess that was pretty much the end of our journey. Just tried the, tried the rattlesnake. Pretty disappointing. Um, but otherwise, I would, my, my read on the trip, I, I enjoyed it. I was, like I said, I was a little bit nervous that we weren't going to see any snakes and thus defeat the purpose yeah. of it in the first place. I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, based looking at the carnival event type things that we've been to. I liked that one more than Black Gold Days, just as there was something different about it. Black Gold Days ended up being very much of just carnival. Not yeah, much yeah and Black Gold Days kind of suffered from a volume problem. It was just a very small carnival with a very limited number of attractions. Yeah. And, and none of them were snakes. Yeah. And this one ended up being quite large. Um, and, you know, it was a new experience, which was nice. I don't... Do I need to go back? Probably not. Would you I, go back for the snake hunt? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't We'll know. see where you are this time next year. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's worth it or not. Um, you know, I, I feel like... I did the whole butcher thing and watched that. That was really uh, probably enough for me. But, you know, if somebody was like, hey, hop in, we're going to the snake hunt, I'd check it out. So this time next year, if I drive up to your house in a, in a mud-stained, shitty old pickup and say, oh, hey, get yeah. in the back, get in the back, we're going to go hunt some rattlesnakes. loser. Hey, hey, bitches, get in the back. We're hunting snakes. We're going snake hunting. Hell yeah! Yeah, I and mean, if that happens, there's a good chance that I'll jump in that car. But uh, you might get a complete go stranger. I uh, maybe. Yeah. Depends uh, on what kind of snake we're hunting. Yeah. I uh, I was um, I wouldn't want to go on a snake hunt that I imagine this one would be, wherever you're just going on a trail and like, oh look a snake. Um, but a genuine snake hunt, I think, would be fun. Uh, even though I would pro I would be definitely ill-prepared for it and would probably be used yeah. as bait. Yeah, I, to, personally, like, I'm just, I'm not a big hunting kind of person anyway. It's just not my yeah, scene. Just leave them alone. No. And so... What about a snake sightseeing? Sure, I could do that. Yeah. Like, just give them a gander, you leave them alone, they leave you yeah. alone, it's all good. No, I, I have a, I definitely have some, rev, like, a certain amount of respect for seeing, like, animals in the wild and in their habitats. Like, I, I, I like that. Yeah, particularly an animal that could kill you. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that it would, yeah, he's, 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 I'm not gonna say he's the alpha in this situation, but he could definitely kill you. Um, and also whenever you consider just how not good their meat is. Yeah. Just how absolutely disgusting Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing about the hunt is, I've had the meat, I know it's not worth it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, fucking it's, leave it, let yeah. it do what it needs to, I don't give a shit, it yeah, doesn't the, taste good. These poor snakes, they have rattles, they have fangs that uh, emit a neurotoxin. Um, I believe it's a neurotoxin, I might be mistaken, but anyway, they have fangs that emit uh, venom, and they taste like shit, and yet people still catch them. Well, I mean, in our case, with all that being said and all of that knowledge that we've already accumulated, go on the hunt just for the opportunity to go up to the rattlesnake and tell them how not <laughs> worth it they are. Hey, snake, you, you taste like shit. You suck, snake. You suck. Um, what about you, Gary? What was your read on it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I've, I've, again, I've, I really thought the whole thing seemed like just kind of a conventional carnival that kind of had a rattlesnake gimmick attached to it. So I enjoyed it in as much as I can enjoy a regular carnival. Well, and it, I believe that the snake pit and the snake butcher shop are actually open fairly, you know, they're open all year long. The butcher shop is at least. Um, but and then the snake pit is open um, once every third April. So you don't even need to come here for the Snake Festival. You can just come to Apache on the 3rd April. Of the, uh, yeah, or the 3rd thir thir Thursday. Oh, wait. Which happens to be... Okay, then never mind. I'm mistaken. It, they, it is only open during the Snake Festival. Okay, I'm mistaken. So you have to come during the Snake Festival. Okay, so I assume neither one of you would, would want to come again. Would you recommend it? I think, for somebody, I think for somebody that hasn't been, it's worth checking out. I, th I think especially if you were able to do the hunt, it would probably be a little more worth it. Mm -hmm. um, if you have, like, a great deal of familiarity with snakes, maybe not. Because, you know, learning about, like, going to the snake pit and learning about the different snakes, if you already know the stuff, you're not hearing, hearing anything new. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, probably not worth it. And then, along with that... You know, if you're uh, squeamish and not interested in seeing the snakes get butchered, then the butcher shop really isn't worth it for you. Yeah, if you, so, if you have a if you have a, a weak stomach or you don't like seeing uh, how the proverbial sausage is made, um, skip that part. Yeah, so it ends up being like I think it's very specific to people's interests. If this hits on something that you think you would like to see, then it's probably worth uh, a few minutes to go check those things out. If that's not something that you're interested in, or you're, like, more interested in snakes than being, like, a casual interest, it's probably not worth your time. Alright, what about you, Gary? What do you think? I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, I'm not sure I would go on another two and a two two and a half hour drive just just to go see rattlesnakes again but again i could see someone's interest aligning uh with i guess the creed of the rattlesnake festival maybe not for me but it could be for you absolutely well ladies and gentlemen um thank you very much for joining us on our inaugural episode of our second season where uh we're planning uh, some really interesting uh places so thank you for listening. Um, as always, if you like the show, please like and subscribe. Please tell your uh, friends and foes about us. And then also follow us on social media, um, Roadside Warriors Pod on Instagram and Facebook. So um, until next time, this is Hunter Cates. Oh, really, to, uh, 
add on to that, if you specified friends and foes, probably tell your foes the most because really we're it's probably torture to listen to us that much, so really punish, you want them to... Punish your friends by having to listen to us. No. Um, or your, punish your enemies by having to listen to us. Yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, looking forward to some more episodes. Hit us up with any other locations or destinations that you think are worth our time. All right, well, until next time, this is Hunter Cates. Pat Cullinan. And Gary O'Mealy. Rattle on.